Welcome back to All Right Podcast here. You have Elijah alongside Grant. Uh, you know, we're getting to another episode. Uh, you know, first of all, I want to say if you're watching this, you know, please subscribe. We're at 69 subscribers, trying to get to 100. Uh, it's been a slow grind here, but, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys watching this. So, you know, we're going to dive into the Pistons. Uh, you know, we just pulled off uh, Troy Weaver, new name need to be Finesse God. You know, we just keep finding ways to uh, to make things work. I guess we're taking bad contracts off of them to, you know, uh, free up cap space. Yeah. Um, but in all, I, I feel pretty good about where we're still headed. Uh, lots of unorthodox moves, I would say. Uh, but we're using that cap space to our advantage. So, you know, what do you kind of think about the two new players we got uh, coming over from the Knicks? Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm excited, man. I think, you know, both these guys, um, obviously we know a lot about North Northern as well. Went to Kentucky. was supposed to be the number one pick coming out of school. You know, he had some injuries issues. And I still – I still feel like he's had a very solid career to this point, just regardless of everything that he's kind of had to endure when it, on the injury side of things. Uh, I'm not – never will be mad at a little depth. Uh, Alec Burks, that's some guy like – so he's always just been like an interesting player to me because he was a lottery pick. But I think like he's kind of turned into a journeyman. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you like get drafted into the league, you know, you're a younger guy, you know, obviously can't really control where you go. You might kind of get stuck like on the outside looking in and certain rotations and stuff like that. So you kind of get, you kind of just get thrown in as like an add on piece, you know, when they got like, you know, major trades kind of happening throughout the league. And, but yet, I mean, regardless, I mean, since he's been in New York, um, he's been starting a little bit. I think he averaged like 12, 12, 13 a game off the bench last year. Uh, majority being off the bench majority of the time last year. Um, I remember watching him in some games in 2021 when it was, you know, when it was having like a good little run and made the playoffs. He was kind of like their closer. Um, I mean, I remember him just, you know, making some big shots. Um, great ISO score. I mean, I could definitely see him being um, the sixth man, sixth, seventh man. Um, also saw an article, Troy Weaver, I guess. He played for OKC um, for a little bit, and Weaver just thought really highly of him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it felt that, um, you know, he'd be a good veteran presence. And that's something we really preached about on this podcast was, you know, the last couple of weeks is just what they need as far as free agency is a veteran guy to kind of come in there, solidify some things. So now you're looking at that roster. You got Kelly Olenek. I think he's still supposed to be there. You also got um, – also have Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel. So you really got – you know, you got a guard. Or Joseph, yeah. You got a wing. You know, or you, you got like a big – you know, some big men – you know, mm-hmm. four to five that can kind of groom, like yeah, every enough, uh, one for every section of players. Yeah. Yep. You know, so we'll you know we'll kind of see what happens with players like Corey Joseph. Um, see if they can maybe pick up some other veteran leadership. Um, and really just uh, yeah, start to put this roster together to get ready for the season. Yeah. No. So um, I I agree with you on Norland as well. A very interesting player. I think he's had when he's healthy, he's had very good runs. You know, yeah, uh, been a solid starter in the NBA. Um, defensive minded. Uh, so hopefully we you know we get him on a, a more of a healthy run, and uh, you know he can he can contribute. Uh, either way, uh, that's an expiring contract. Uh, Alec Burks' expiring contract as well, and uh, it's I, I think those are the things we obviously want. We want to be able to be very flexible again next summer. <clears throat> right. So um, the first thing that stands out to me uh, regarding Burks is just uh, how good of a three point shooter he is. That's something that we've been uh, we've been stressing for for months um, throughout even back to the season. Just how that is how you're going to really build this roster out is having depth at the um, from people that can shoot three. Yep. I really think, uh, obviously, Cade is very formidable. Bay is very formidable. We still got to see what Ivy can do from the three-point line, not the hottest in college. Um, and then you throw in Burks, who uh, last year, I just looked, had like 152 threes made in the year. 
that's really that 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 benchmark of 150 is is like the first tier where they say you can really start to shoot uh, when you hit that. That's roughly two a game. Uh, so if you're hitting two threes a game in an 82 game season, uh, you know you're you're coming to play every night. So I, I I'm re- really excited about that and kind of be a mentor in the back in the backcourt, like you said. Uh, we're very young. Uh, we looked at the roster last podcast. Up and down the roster, you know, we're we're 1998 and and after born, you know. So it's pretty it's pretty crazy. I mean, soon um, and probably at this point, I can't imagine any players being drafted not born in 2000. That's a side note. Um, so it, it's kind of it's interesting to watch Troy Weaver cook it all up. Um, I so I do like where we're headed. I, I kind of thought we were trying to make a big splash, but it looked like Bridges might have used us to try to level up and get that back. Can't be mad at that. That's obviously a move um, these C players go to. Yeah. And, uh, but I do think that shows the state of where we are, where that was a believable option. Yeah. And and that's, that's shows something for us. So we go out there with this great young core and and um, let them go out there and run it and see what they can do. I'm, I'm still very excited, regardless if we don't bring in a, a max guy. Um, yeah. 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 No, it's uh, – and like it's great to see don't start until, what, I think Thursday at midnight. So yeah. – you know, these guys, I mean, they're here. You know, everything I've been reading is po- all signs of pointing towards them staying here, but you never know. I mean, this could be one of the moves where it's like, all right, we're going to take these expiring contracts. As soon as it hit midnight, we're going to call DeAndre Ayton back up. We're going to ship off Alec Burks. We're going to ship off Merlin as well. Maybe ship off, you know, one or two other, you know, young guns that, that are kind of on the outside looking into that core right now in order to get Ayton and maybe, you know, a player or two from the Suns um, just to kind of bolster up the roster more. So I think time will tell with that. I just <laughs> – for me, man, I just can't get over like how the Knicks and stuff happen, or you know, I mean, we understand what's going on, and it's just so ironic that you know I've been pounding the table for Jalen Brunson. I thought that'd be like a good piece, to maybe look at for like a year or two, or you know, you know, at least like test the waters and see what he's wanting to get paid. Um, I think he's made it very clear that he's you know twenty twenty plus million, getting close to that twenty five number. I personally, I'm not clearing. You know, I'd never want us to clear cap space for Jalen Brunson to this extent, the way the Knicks are doing right now. I didn't. I just don't think that makes sense. No respect, no disrespect to him. I think his game is great. Um, I just feel like, you know, that's not the direction we're headed. We're not. I don't want to, you know, max out a player. Or, you know, get him close to a max six-two guard in his fourth, fifth year. You know, we're all about Cade and Sadiq and Jalen and and uh, Jaden going forward. And those are the, those are the guys that we need to you know, be making sure the books are tight for four or five years down the road when it's their turn to get them max deals. So, um, yeah, hard being a Knicks fan right now. Um, just watching your team just literally, you know, give up probably one of the best big men in the draft, some pretty key pieces to the playoff run they had. Some people, you know, some Knicks fans probably are good with these players going, but all in all, I'm glad that they landed in our lap, and I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, whether they're on the team or what Weaver does with them. Um, and free agency to help us get better. Yeah, and I think I think a major um, benefit to those players in particular are the expiring contracts. Like you said, that's something that's having that is a hot commodity. Yep. So you can you can use that as a uh, an incentivize. Obviously, you know this, but use that as an incentive to to get other deals because that's going to be off your books next year. You'll be very flexible, even if we don't move them, they're off mm-hmm. our books next summer, and then we can say, okay, we're picking up whoever. We're not picking up them. And uh, and go from there. So I think it, it puts us back in the driver's seat where we want to be. Um, yeah. We're going to be fighting for a playing position. I think we have to come out swinging this year. We obviously want to make noise. I don't think we're in tank mode to any degree. I think um, 
we go out full force and uh, try to get to a you know 40 wins. I think that should be the goal. Somewhere in that ballpark, 35, 40 wins, and do whatever it takes to get that done. And then if you happen to miss, I think you're right back in the lottery, and then you're shoring up, and you know you're you you see the path forward at least. Yeah, uh, which is one of the first times that it's clear for the Pistons. And if you you, you get hot, you mess around and get 40-ish wins, and you get in. I think that's obviously a dub, and then you're you know you're you're still very uh, in the driver's seat as far as you have expiring contracts, and now you have a young playoff team. Yep. Yeah. yeah win, win. No, I think um, you know it's just it's showing that we're you know we're making strides in the right direction as far as just you know understanding like where we're at with things, just seeing what's going on. You know, for me, I still a little bit of just like eagerness because like I. You know, sometimes GMs are like they just kind of get greedy and start to just reach for like you know players or like things we just really don't need. But um, I, I am getting very—I mean, I'm damn near there, putting my 100% trust in Troy Weaver. Just you know, after just seeing how he kind of flipped Jeremy Grant for Jalen Duran, essentially, um, you know, that's something that I didn't really see coming. I don't think any of us saw it coming. We was ready to you know, you know, take him to the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take him, uh, take him around back and, and deal with him just after seeing how he got rid of Jeremy Grant. But yeah, and I mean, shout out to the Knicks, man. They're giving us all the opportunity to. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, just, I'm sitting here just thinking about it, mulling over my head. I mean, they lost Kimball Walker, Jalen yep. Durham, Alec Burks, Norman's the Well. Um, I think that's the only four they've lost. But I mean, that's four solid role players, really. That's, yeah. And, and you look at it from that, and I mean, like you said, and you're giving up. All of that, um, really for like a, a commodity that's proven that he's a great three. And you pointed this out last podcast, and I've actually brought it up to a couple of different people. And you were 100 percent right that if Tim Hardaway Jr. never went down, I mean, um, we're not having any of these conversations about about Jalen Brunson. You know, yeah. uh, he he was an afterthought before that happened. And I think uh, the Mavericks, there's probably a reason why nobody's talking about them throwing the money at him because they look at the bench and say, we have a guy that's arguably better um, and, and already locked in for reasonable money. So I, I think, I think there's the Knicks are falling in love with him. I think the Knicks are in panic mode as well. Um, I think they, nothing's working out. They, you know, uh, we did our NBA playoff things back in, um, you know, November, October of last year. Oh, yeah, it was a big, it was a big fuss that I messed around and left the Knicks off on by mistake, really. But I mean, looking back, you know, that, that you know, that might have been some writing on the wall there. So it was, yeah. uh, it's one of those things where everybody thought they were another playoff bound team. They went on a, um, an incredible run the year before, but I also think the Knicks are one of those teams where when, um, they're just beloved. Even when they're okay, they're hyped up, you know, yeah. so I think, uh, you know, that's something you have to live with. But I think we're we're getting exactly what we want out of the situation, and that's more flexibility. Uh, we we're using that 50 million cap space as um, as like the asset. We're not letting it sit there and just not having, you know, not having nobody on the books. Uh, we're, we're using it to acquire things. Not that those two second-round picks are all that. I mean, they're, you know, they probably won't turn out to be much. Yeah. But um, I think we're, we're – we're shaped. We have we have a game plan now, which is clear. Um, we might not know it, but I think we 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 clearly are heading in one direction. Um, yeah. So I think either way, uh, yeah. I, I I agree with you. I believe in Troy Weaver 100. percent It's just yeah. one of those. 
Um, I'm ready. I'm actually ready for it. I'm ready to see some summer league. I'm ready to see some basketball and see, uh, yeah. see what the young boys can do. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I just think too, man, I mean, this even, because I look at those second round picks. I mean, I think in the NBA, sometimes second round picks are just like, all right, whatever, you know, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like when you make bigger trades and stuff, yep. and that's just, I mean, that's how you, you know, that's how you kind of able to make that one deal at the trade deadline. It might put us over the top, throw in a second round pick, you know, pick second round pick swap, something like that. Um, you know, you got one of them teams that's, you know, dysfunctional, just trying to kind of offload some people to try to bring in new talent. Um, you know, he's definitely making sure we get the capital back. And it's just, it's nuts, bro. Like, if you really just look at, like, us and the Knicks since, like, us and the Knicks since the last, like, since last Thursday, they have given us <laughs> Jalen Duran, Nerlens Noel, um, Alec Burks, two draft picks, six million in cash, and they really don't have anything to show for it. Nothing. They have absolutely nothing to show for it, but other than them, you know, them just trying to, um, you know, get Jalen Brunson, not a guarantee that he'll sign, you know, Dallas will swoop in. You already hit it on top of the head with them. You know, there's no, uh, what, no income tax, right? Yeah. In uh, Texas. So, like, Dallas could, they could offer 22, 23 million. Yeah, I mean, just to link it up with something we've talked about before, but with the NFL draft, uh, Sauce Gardner went to the Jets, and yeah. his, his contract got leaked. And uh, I can't think of the other guy, but he's the LSU uh, guy from, from LSU. He, he went well, to Stingley. the Stingley. Yep, that's where everybody's saying Sauce Gardner could have went, be the first back off the corner DB up thing. We anyway to get to the point here. He lost like sixteen million dollars in taxes due yeah. to being in. Um, uh, in uh, I'm blinking on the state in New York instead of yep. Texas. So we look at it from that point of view. It is, I mean, you know, um, and quite frankly, it, I wouldn't be 100 percent shocked if he resigned necessarily because it is a cheaper rate and they're a better team. Yep. Um, I mean, you know, that you you can't get more dysfunctional than the Knicks. Um, and I love that uh, you know we're using it to our advantage. Uh, yeah, like, we're just calling them like I mean, it's this point. And in the real quick, I know they could be ass in about three years. And that second round pick could be like the thirty fourth pick or something. You know, it could be yeah. it could be not that bad when I'm really thinking about how bad they could get. Yeah, it's baffling though too because I mean, even like signing his his daddy to an assistant coaching position off of like the pretty much like the AAU. Uh, I think he was doing like high school run like AAU, <laughs> AAU circuit or something like that. No disrespect to him. I mean, I'm. I heard he's a great NBA player, you know, knows what he's doing. I think he's like about to coach that Temple a little bit too. But, like, just watching how this move has unfolded for little old Jalen. Yeah, Brown. and that is, quite frankly, like a college-type role. You know what I mean? That's what they do when they're trying to bring in the big recruit. They bring in the daddy or the uncle and have him yeah. coach. Or, you know, oh, he's the strength coach now. You know, it's like, right. uh, what was he doing before? He worked at Chrysler. You know, it's like, uh, so I think – you know, that's kind of what they're doing. And it's, in, you know, and it shows amateur hour. I think this whole thing is amateur hour, uh, how they're treating it. And it's, uh, yeah, you know, it kind of shows. Yeah. I just love that we're taking it to our advantage, you know. Uh, yeah, look, is he from there? I'm, not, I'm just checking to see, like, is he from New York or something? It's from New Jersey. So I guess it's okay. Cause for me, like, I didn't know that. So I'm just like, like, where's this coming from? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are they just like Brunson, 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 Brunson? Like, and he went to Villanova. Yep. Which is out east. Yep. I think they think just bring it, bringing them home more or less. But I think uh, I don't know. It's a big gamble for them. I mean, you know, they've given up 
40 odd points a game to bring in a guy that scores 14. You know, he's going to be looking at it from like that point of view, you know, Walker. Yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they're kind of shedding a lot and then giving up uh, arguably the biggest X factor type center in the draft and uh, a guy that could be a freak of nature in a couple of years. You know, so I know it really is crazy to watch them kind of self-destruct. But, you know, I'm here for it and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's working out in our favor. I mean, I think, you know, now I'm just really I'm, – I'm content now, too. You know, Fred and Steve, you know, asking me, wow, we already seen a lot of people, some stuff already leaking as far as where people going to go. DeJounte Murray just got traded um, to the Hawks, which is nuts. Um, you know, so it's just – now I'm just like, okay, like – Yeah. Great. Like, once it, you know, strikes midnight Thursday, like, I'm, I'm, I'm confident now that it'll be, you know, smooth sailing. Right, so, I guess the, the big, you know, uh, question mark here is Bagley. Yeah, if, you know, something that I've, I personally think, you know, I'm saying, I feel like I personally misquoted and said that we have resigned him, which I feel like I've read that at some point, but that is not the case. So, um, but, you know, I think we're somewhere sub 20 million left in cap space uh, after all of these moves. And um, so I do, you know, he's not worth 20 a year or whatever, but whatever that max is for him, I think it's like four years, 40 million or whatever. Um, I think. Okay. I've seen something like that posted online. If it's anywhere in that ballpark, I, I would love to lock him up. Um, okay. Outside of that, I can't think of another power forward in that ballpark that we can get as a free agent. Um, so I would like I would like to bring him back at a reasonable rate. Yeah. Um, and I think him and Kate kind of gelled well together. I do. I agree. I agree. And I think I mean he'll just add another piece. I mean I think right now I mean we could legit be nine ten deep easily. You know. I'd be curious to see how that rotation works out just with uh, Burks. I and mean, I do kind of feel like that's going to be like our sixth man. I mean, he might even call the bench before Killian does. It kind of depends on how, how well Killian plays on like summer league, if he even does play, which he should play, he needs to play. Um, you know, and I kind of stated this earlier in the conversation, once again, like just having that veteran presence in the locker room is going to mean everything. Um, Agreed. You know, and just to show you how much he improved, sorry to cut you off, just to show you how much Bagley improved. In 30 games with the Kings this year, he averaged nine and seven. In 18 games with us, he averaged 15 and seven. That's yeah. Six more points a game, and you know, obviously a smaller sample size, but I, I doubt he would fall off the, place, the cliff that hard in the last 12 games. So, yeah. you know, I, think, I think it shows. Oh, I don't, I don't, I keep talking. The only reason I put it up is I want to see his contract. Yeah. But, I just think one thing too, like why well, I kind of want him back. You know, I think I mean he was in that draft with Luca, Trey Young. I believe Aiden got picked first. Um, and they all, you know, they all, well, Luca and Trey already got their big payday. You know, he's going to kind of be on the outside looking in, uh, outside looking in when it comes to that payday, mm-hmm. um, you know, based on the money he might get. So I just kind of hope that that'll kind of light a fire, you know, having, a, you know, going to training camp with us, you know, being around the team, getting the, the chemistry and everything going to just really kind of, you know, join us on this, uh, on this tour of, you know, hopefully being, being a, a contender in the next couple of years, uh, you know, or three to five years down the road. Yeah. So we just reading it up, it says Bagley is a restricted free agent, which means the Pistons have the right to match any offer to keep him. Um, it says because Bagley was drafted so high in his draft, he has a $28.3 million cap hold, which got blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, we have the right to go and get him if we want. So I think I can't imagine him – Manning that large of a bag. So I think that's kind of somebody we should I, – I, off the top of my head, he's probably best available for somebody there that uh, – especially considering he's on the squad. Yeah, so. I'm hoping, like, 
one two year deal, mm-hmm. 20, 25 million, prove it. You know, he can kind of be, I mean, he ball out, you know, he can kind of be in line, you know, in a few yeah. years, we want to give K to Max deal, give him a little bit more money, start to really just form that, uh, you know, that nucleus to start to just kind of get some guys paid and just, you know, get, you know, get them ready for that, you know, that like five to seven year run from when it's time to like get, you know, Max K out, Sadiq, a lot of them guys. So, yeah, I'm with you though. I think, you know, for me, he's kind of like the, uh, not, I mean, I just do this just because it's really the only team to kind of compare it to with them, like the 04, you know, like 04, 011, like 2011 Pistons. Um, you know, he kind of reminds me like the Rashid Wallace, just everybody else was kind of like there trying to kind of get things rolling. And they kind of brought him in midseason. You know, he showed out, obviously they was able to, you know, make a run and end up going to the finals and win it all. But I'm just looking at like a, a different sense. I mean, I feel like he might be like that piece, you know, to kind of get us over the, you know, he could be that piece kind of, you know, help us uh, get over that hump of, you know, playing, you know, playing for a playing spot or, you know, sneaking into that eight seed or that seven seed a couple of years from now. Um, yeah, I mean, just look at the team as a whole. That's really the only thing I can kind of, only a missing piece from last year that I think we just really need to address. And then, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing if we're able to snag a shooter or two here or there, um, you know, in the coming days uh, as free agency kicks off tomorrow. Yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be hot. The free NBA, I think, I think, uh, the Lakers probably cooking up something. Uh, Nets, uh, seem like they kind of want to try something. You know, I mean, I think, you know, so I think lots of the, I'm only saying that to say some of, a lot of the bigger names are being quiet. And yeah. so that makes me think they might have some stuff in the works behind the scenes here. Um, yep. you know, so I think, I think it's going to be John Walls being dealt at the trade that, at, uh, when they saw time to go. So, you know, I think lots of things like that are going to happen. And so um, when we have as many young assets and that is, this one's cap space, you know, all we got to do is kind of keep our ear to the ground. And there's no yeah. telling, you know, uh, and Troy Weaver seems to be able to way to, you know, I don't want to say weasel, but weasel his way into some good deals. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, no, I, uh, I think I think this is going to be very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I guess just to ask you a question to kind of, you know, start to put a button on things here. I mean, if you, you know, if you are, you know, one of them, maybe not like a max player free agent, but kind of like middle of the road, just looking for me like a fresh start or just testing the waters. I mean, with Detroit, would that be somewhere that would stick out to you just based on how active you've seen the front office be and just the talent on that roster? Would that be somebody that you'd be willing to have a conversation with? Like what are your, guess what are your thoughts? No, I mean, I think obviously I'm biased, but I do. I do yeah. think, I do think um, we we're we're showing that we have, obviously we have a good coach. Mm-hmm. We have one of the best players in the league under 23. Uh, we have one of the best shooters in the league, and we just drafted, um, you know, a guy that that looks the most explosive guy in the draft. That's hands down, yeah. regardless of w- w- how it pans out. So, you know, I think all of that, and then Troy Weaver seems to be kind of the orchestrator of it all. And yeah. so, I, w- I would, I would uh, have confidence that they're heading in the right direction. Um, you know, we can't. I wouldn't. We're not in that laughing stock um, pile anymore. You know, we're kind of we're in the young, exciting, coming up. Um, a few things, a few things hit right. They could be in the playoffs type of team, yeah. and um, you know, obviously, I don't want to personally get my expectations too high, but I do think we have a roster that is should be in the mid thirties as far as wins go. I mean, looking at some of those teams that were completely laughable about seven, eight years ago, we're getting thirty some wins. So yeah. when I look at it from that, um, yeah, but I would, if I would, I uh, I would look at it as kind of maybe a bit of an experiment. But something that if it if it worked out, you would be part of a great young core and got in at the right time. You know, think like a Andre Iguodala to the 
Warriors type of game. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I would love, like, I hope we can kind of like, I think one person kind of sticks out to me. He was making a little too much. I wouldn't want to pay nobody this. But I remember like Reddick, JJ Reddick before he kind of retired. Excuse me, I remember like Philly grabbed him, you know, yeah. like one year deal, just come in there, you know, hit some threes and see what happens. I feel like that's. He got the bad game you know, too. Like 18. Yeah. That's something that we could do like this year, next year, because we got all the extra money. So it's like, hey, whoever won single player, yeah, yeah. 20 million for this year. Let's just ride it out. You know, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So it, and I think, you know, and this is, and like, it's, the thing that's most impressive to me, though, is like Weaver jumping in there. I mean, this team was in shambles two years ago. He is literally just offloading people left and right. I mean, we had summer league roster, you know, that year before we got the first overall pick, basically. Um, you know, really just was able to turn things very quickly. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, obviously, we're a little more biased. But two years ago, it would have been like, no. But, like, now, nah, I mean, I, I just hope that, you know, some of the players sitting back are, you know, we're on ESPN a lot more now. Um, you know, a lot of those uh, outlets as far as just being talked about more. So I just hope that, you know, some guys got there, you know, they're listening and they're they're interested. We can, you know, snag a, a player or two to – you know, help us make a little, you know, make a little progress this year. Yeah, I think, and you know, we got to give, we got to give credit where credit's due and, uh, and say that, um, we got to give credit where credit's due and just how good, how fast he turned it around. And I'm trying to find this one thing in particular. Um, okay. So the D, I actually seen this shit on TV the other day. The Detroit Pistons. Get it wrong. I don't know. The Detroit Pistons last game before COVID. I seen some dude read the rosters of the people who started. Oh my god, it was pretty bad, bro. It was like, yeah, I believe um, it. Uh, like Sadeku, um, oh, Dubai, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, and like Hamadou Diallo. Yep, and um, I think and just like the most randomest group of people you would ever see. And, yeah, um, yeah. So I think from that point on into where we are now, uh, it is. I went, you know, not 180 degree, but you know, we're heading that way. You know? it needed to be done. I mean, I think, I think this is probably overhauled the roster, made some harder decisions. Yeah, Billy hey, Griffin for a few years. We just got Josh Smith off the books like last year. Uh, <laughs> he been at home for 10 years. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, no, we're in the head. Uh, a fantastic season. Rebuild done the right way. Yep. This, I think this was textbook. Yeah, yeah, you don't run, you don't run and try to get Blake Griffin and get finesse out of some picks, and that's not how you try to do a rebuild to save your job, Jeff and Wendy, and uh, and <laughs> but uh, where's Steve? Steve. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I got it right here. I got it right here. And then we can go. Last game of the year. The starters were Corey Joseph, Killian Hayes, Diallo. Sideku and Jalil Okafor. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, guys. We appreciate you bridging the gap. <laughs> yes, sir. You got anything else for the people? That's all, man. I think we'll tune in, you know, coming up, following week after the holiday. Summer League starts on the 7th, so we'll try to sneak one in and, and chat about that a little bit. Um, I'm excited about that roster, too, so that's something we'll dig, dig into more in the next episode. Yes, sir. We'll be back at you. Yep.